Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. The prophetic intention of God will be declared today, right now. What you receive from it is determined by your desire for it. And this will be evidenced by your action. Now, who's ready to receive the word of the Lord? I heard the Lord say very clearly to me, come build with me. Come build with me. There's the word of the Lord. Come build with me. The Lord's looking at you. Come build with me. Dream Builders Smithton, the Lord is saying to you, come build with me. As I started to lean into it, he said, he said, I want to go to each of those four words. And this is what he started to say. So we started with the word come. And he said, this is about a change of position. God has already come to us. Now it's our turn to come to God. Come on. If, 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 as I start to lean this in, this is where we start to engage with what God is saying. God has already come to us. God loved the world so much he sent his son. His son came. Can I hear an amen in the house today? He's already come to us. Now it's our turn to come to him. You might say, I've come to him. I accepted him. That's not the pinnacle. That's the doorway. That's the starting point. Let's not make the starting point. Let's not make the gift of salvation the finishing. No, no, that's the starting point into deeper relationship with God. Don't put a lid on what should be a starting point in God. I'm going to get excited in the house today because I want to blast some things out of the cobwebs here. Because where God says, I've come, I've come to you. Now come to me. Hmm. James 4. Oh, no, before I go there, Jesus' first command, when he, when he came and he saw people, his first thing was this, come, follow me. The starting point of God is not, I'm going to come to you, it's you come, follow me. Can I say that God has not changed his mind, his instruction, his desire for you, for me, for this church? It's this, come, follow me. We are focused far too much on being Christians and not enough on being disciples. The Great Commission is not going to all the world and make Christians. It's going to all the world and make disciples. Disciples are pupils. They're students. They're followers. They're learners. They're ones who actually deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow God. But it's a change of position. This mentality that has gripped the church for far too long needs to be obliterated. And that is if God wants to bless me, God can bless. God says, I want to bless you. Come to me. Come to me. I'm waiting for God. No, you're not. Come to me. Come to me. Come on, it says in Hebrews 4, come boldly before his throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace. It doesn't say, God, are you hearing the language? Not just God, come to me. No, no, you come boldly before my throne of grace. The Bible says in James 4, 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. He's already come near. This is the way it works. It's it's like a backwards and forwards. He's come. He came in the gift of Jesus Christ. Now when we come to him and receive, he comes into our heart. 
And then when we come towards him in hunger and thirst, he comes and fills us with righteousness. Are you hearing it? When we come and say, fill me, Holy Ghost, he fills us for signs, wonders, and miracles in the power of God. It's not a one time, one event. It's a backwards and forwards. I'm going to come to God and I draw near. He draws near to me. I come towards him. He come towards me. It's about a change of position. The Lord said to me, passivity is an enemy of intimacy. Passivity is an enemy of intimacy. Don't confuse passivity and personality. Some of you say, Steve, that's just what you're like. No, 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 I've been, I'm actually an introvert. Some of you might laugh at that, but that's, that's mine. If I'm in a (laughs) a cave or a desert by myself, I'm a happy man. Me and God, I'm happy. It's not a personality thing. It's a passion thing. It's a desire thing. It's a desire thing. As I said last night, it's about the word coming out of our mouth is power, not just in our mind. So the first thing is, the Lord said, come build with me. The first thing is come, a change of position. God's come to us. Now he says, come to me. The second thing is build. Build. This is a change of priorities. You might go, how's that a change of priorities? Because this is what the Lord said. The church's mandate is not just to belong, it is to build. The church's mandate is not just to belong, it's to build. Everyone say build. Involvement by every believer is God's pattern. Thank you. Thank you. Involvement by every believer is God's pattern. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Now to each one, everyone, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That's a powerful scripture. Now to each one, the manifestation, the evidence, the Holy Spirit being seen is given For the common good. Do you know that you're not meant to just see the Holy Spirit moving in me or through me this morning? To each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. You back row, you front row, left and right, youngest to oldest. God says, here's my pattern. Here is the way I do it. I want every believer to have a manifestation of the Holy Spirit on your life because you are so connected, so filled, so focused on kingdom, not just self, that everybody is done good. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ. Everyone say, I am the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. I got to speak into this. You are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Do you know that Dream Builders Church is not the church, it's a part of the church. 
Do you know that Acts movement is not the church, it's part of the church? Are you with me so far? We go to the, the, the mentality that still exists of almost us and them is a disgrace to God. Disgrace, the removal of grace from God, because he says, no, no, there is one body and you're a part of it. You're a part of it. This, this, this congregation, this, 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 you're all a part of my one body. But I need you to play your part because if you don't play your part individually in this corporate gathering, if you in this corporate gathering don't play your part in the kingdom global gathering, then the body is actually disabled. Because it says every part plays its part so that the whole body fitly joined together, supplying everything the body needs. Christianity, no, 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 no. Godly discipleship is not a spectator sport. Being born again, how many people are glad that Jesus didn't adopt a spectator sport mentality when his father says, I want you to go to the cross? He even wrestled with it. It's okay to wrestle with what God has called you to do. It is okay to wrestle with what I'm saying, but it's not okay to disobey what God has called you to do. Jesus said, if it's possible, would you remove this cup from me? God, if it's possible, can we do this another way? It's okay to wrestle, yet not what I want, but what you want. Don't let your wrestle stop you from obeying. There is a huge cost to Sally and I traveling as much as we do, man, and, and ministering. We come under so much attack and there's a lot of fatigue and weariness. I, I don't want your sympathy. I just want you to understand there's a cost. But when I was in New Zealand, a few years ago, and man, I was in my hotel room, I, I was close to tears, I was like, God, I just, this is so difficult, the cost is so great, I would like to just live in Melbourne and minister in Melbourne, I, I don't care if I don't go around the world, I just want to be at home, and the Lord said to me, I want you to replace the word cost with the word privilege. From the day on. Do I still feel some of the same things? Yeah. Do we still come against it? Yeah. Do we still desire some rest at times and take our rest? Yep. But I'm privileged to be here with you this morning. And the body of Christ needs to replace the word cost. We don't know the word cost compared to Jesus Christ, the son, the perfect lamb whose father turned away and the sin of the world was put upon him. And yet we don't want to get involved because that's not my thing and I'm busy with other things. Every part fitly joined together. The Lord says, come build. It's not just about belonging, it's about building. If you don't play your part, the body suffers. I can have a healthy body. I stub my toe and my whole body feels it. Anybody else? We're still a paper cut. Come on, anybody. Paper cuts, aren't they the worst? It's such a small thing. You might be just saying about, I just play a small part. Uh-huh. The whole body feels it. It's got nothing to do with what. Look at me and smile. It's got nothing to do with what you like or want. I'm, I know I'm upsetting some of you. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Because I'm here to make disciples, not to make friends. We got to get past the churches about what I like. People leave churches because I don't like it. Shame on us. 
God wants to remove the shame, but he says, oh, but that is removed when you do it my way. Maybe he's got us in difficult places to produce the fruit that we've been crying out for him. God, give me patience. Then we remove ourselves from anything that needs patience. And God goes, why are you removing yourself from that? Because I want to be godly. Yeah, if you stay there, that the fruit of the Spirit is patience. If you get rubbed the wrong way in church, maybe God wants to enlarge you and grow you. And maybe bless others through you. Because you pray for those who hurt you. And you bless them. And you cook them a meal. And you go and do something loving towards them. Rather than say, we live in a small town. I never want to see them again. It's time to get over ourselves in the church. It's about God's kingdom, God's family, God's body. And God says, come build with me. Some of you like me, some of you don't. I'm okay. If you wrestle with what I just said, it's probably for you. Thank you, Steve, for loving us so much. You're so much like Jesus. Ephesians 4, 16. From him, Christ, the whole body. Everyone say the whole body. Joined and held together by every supporting ligament. The whole body grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Do we need it any clearer, people? And notice it says supporting ligament. You might say, but I'll never get a chance to preach or do this. Every supporting ligament. Come on, I can have, I don't know, I don't know anatomy, so I'm probably going to get this wrong. But I can have this part of my body. <laughs> I think it's called an arm. This part of my body and this part of my body, they can be great, but unless the supporting part's working, one of them ain't going to work. You've got a part to play, and your part is God's part. Everyone say amen. So come, a change of position. God's come to us, now it's our turn to come to God actively. Passivity is an enemy of intimacy. Come build, a change of priorities. The church's mandate is not just to belong, but it is to build. Hallelujah. The next thing is this. With. Yeah, what the heck can you say on the word with, Steve? A lot. With is a change of purpose. This is what the Lord said to me. We are not called to just work for God. We are called to work with God. That's the change of purpose right there. This is good. I'm about to preach myself happy. I'm not doing this for God right here. No, let me correct myself. I'm always, everything I do is for the glory of God. Can I hear an amen? But I'm not just doing it as a servant following instructions is for God. I'm doing this as a friend who's doing this with God. I'm here with you today as a friend of God who walks with God, and I'm here ministering to you with God. He hasn't left the building. He hasn't said, hey, you're on your own, Steve. Right now, I'm with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is with me, and God says, come build with. 
Don't, no, don't just come build for me. Come build with me. There's a big difference in a family business of people that work for them and people that work with them. And God has called us to the family business to work with him. Genesis 2, 19. Praise the Lord. Anyone doing well in church? Anyone glad you came? Wonderful. Genesis 2.19. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. Who formed the animals? Thank you. He brought them to the man to see what the man would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. Isn't that glorious? God could have formed the animals, named the animals. He goes, no, 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 I'm doing this with you. I created you for relationship. Now let's do this together. Man used to come and walk with, God used to come and walk with mankind in the cooler day. I want to be with you. I'll share my heart. I'll listen to your heart. Hey, how about we do this together? How about we do this kingdom rule on earth thing together? Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's some animals. Have a look at all these things. And if you don't, if you, if you're still stuck on the fact that God's a joyful, um, happy God, look at some of the animals he created. Uh, some of them look like they're made of spare parts, don't they? And then he brought them to Adam. Adam's chuckling. What the heck is that? How about aardvark? But it's, he did it with his father. How many people picture a dad who's building something and there's a little kid coming up. The little kid's not working for dad. They really don't know what they're doing, but they love to do it with dad. Even if dad has to undo it and do it again. Come on. If that's how we can be as natural parents, why do we reduce God to something less than that? I've got to get it perfect before I get... No, even if I have to undo it and adjust it, it doesn't matter. I'm just glad you're doing it with me. Yeah, it is good preaching. It is good preaching. It's truth. Come. Shift your position. Build. With, hey, John fifteen fifteen, I no longer call you servants. How good is that? This is Jesus talking to you today. I no longer call you servants. Why? Because a servant doesn't know his master's business. What's he saying? A servant just follows instructions. <laughs> you weren't called to just follow instructions. You were called to work, walk with the one. And work with the one who created you and brought you into existence. He goes, instead, I call you friends. I love this. I'm a friend of God. Anyone else? I'm a friend of God. Anyone else? Then live like a friend. Work with God. Not for God, with God. For everything that I learned from my father have made known to you. Friendship. Share their hearts with each other. Isn't that right, Caleb? They share everything I've learned from I want to talk to you about it. That's what Jesus is saying. My father downloads all his heart and revelation to me. Let's go for a walk, Peter. Let's go for a walk, John. Let me tell you what my father's talking to me about. And then he tells Peter, and oh, that's amazing. And Peter and John come back, and they, they talk about what they've been doing, and they celebrate together, and they say, let's do this together. Let's do this with each other. 
1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, for we are God's fellow workers. How good is that? You are the God's field. You are God's building. One more scripture and then we'll get to me. Not me, but the word me, just to clarify. What we're trying to do is do a death blow to me. Um, so stay on track, please. Romans 8, 16 to 17. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. That, 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 that right there. You need to just meditate on that. <laughs> the Holy Spirit himself testifies with my spirit. That we are God's children. Everyone say God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, those who inherit. Heirs of God, we inherit everything from our Father and co-heirs with Christ. Do you know what that, notice it says co-heirs with Christ. Do you know what the word go, co, go, co-heirs means in the Greek? It means participant in common. It says, we are heirs of our father. Father says, look at all the things I've got. And whatever I gave to my son, you are participants in common with Jesus. I gave him the Holy Ghost and he was able to go around doing good and healing all who are sick. Are you with me, church? We're called to do this with him because we are legally, which is literally in the spirit realm, we are participants in common with Jesus. 1 John 4, 17 says, In this world we are like Jesus. If the Father gave it to Jesus, the Father has given it to us. Then it finishes with the part that we all really, really love. If indeed we share in his sufferings. In order that we may also share in his glory. Can I encourage you to not focus more on sufferings than glory? Paul suffered so much and he says, I count it all but loss for the surpassing greatness of knowing you. And God is calling us to come build with me. What's me? That's a change of perspective. Jesus says, come build with me. A change of perspective. Counter to cultural opinion, we are not the center of our universe. We're not. The spirit of this age is entitlement, is it not? I should have, I get, I get to choose, I want to be, no, 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 no. Change your perspective, come build with me. We need to understand that he's the architect, he's the builder. Come and even our faith, he's the, he's the one who founded it. He's the one who started it, and he's the one who completes it. He's the builder. We're the co-laborers with Christ in what God is doing. Jesus himself, if anyone could do things by themselves, surely it would be Jesus. But he says in John five nineteen, Jesus gave them this answer, very truly, I tell you, Talking about himself, the son can do nothing by himself. Have you ever just stopped and thought about that? Sometimes you don't need to preach the word, you just need to read the word, and it'll preach to you. Jesus says, the son, me, the son of God, I can do nothing by myself. 
He can only do what he sees. So that's why it's a change of perspective. Change of how we see things, what we look, what lens we're looking through. He only does what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, that's what the son does. Can you imagine the testimony of Dream Builders Church if every member in this room right now made a covenant commitment with God? I'm only going to do what I see my father doing, and what my father does. That's what I'll do. If my father forgives those who trespass against him, then I'll forgive those who trespass against me. If, if, if my father actually says that when I forgive, I remember your sins no more, that I will therefore not remember their sins anymore. If father says I do not hold this sin against them, then I'm not going to hold this sin against them. Are you with me, church? Don't make it about some big thing that you do. How about the little things each day that we do that glorify God or dishonor God? That build the body up or disunify the body. And I feel the Lord is just calling us to be people that come and make that commitment. Last scripture. Last scripture. Praise God. Yes, please, Sharon. Just Sharon at the moment. That'd be great. Matthew 6. 9 to 10, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. One of the greatest shifts in my life over recent years has been a shift from making it all about Jesus to making it about the Father. Jesus himself came and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus did not come to start a religion about himself. He came to be the doorway to the Father. He said, when you pray, pray our Father in heaven. Jesus himself went every day as was his custom to pray to his father. He right now sits at the right hand of the father, the Bible says, and he is making intercession for us to the father. The Holy Spirit is making intercession for you and for me to the father. The focus of prayer should not be Jesus or Holy Spirit, it should be our father. That's what Jesus said. A shift of perspective, come be with me. Shifts from lift your eyes to me. Can I encourage you, when you pray, don't pray to my problem, which art on earth. But pray to my Father who is in heaven. And notice he says, our Father. He could have said, my Father. Jesus so constantly used language to Drive home the truth. This is not just about you, you, me. He says, when you pray, it's our Father. You know that person in the church that you got a problem with? Their Father and your Father is the same Father. And how many people who are parents know that one of your greatest desires is for the kids to get on? 
and have a kingdom culture, not just I want this. How many people know the problems are when a child is focused on just what they want, not contributing to the family? How much more in the body of Christ? Dream Builders Church, come build with me, says God. He said, when you pray, our Father in heaven, how about we turn our eyes there, says the Lord. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it's done in heaven. What would happen if every day that was the measure of our lives? Today, God, help me to do your will wherever I am, like it's done in heaven. How many people know the will of God is not debated or delayed or denied? It's embraced and done. God says to Gabriel, go there. Gabriel goes there. He doesn't go, ah, it's my day off. God says, I want you to come build with me. Come build with me. And the Lord says, as I finish, build what I am building, not what you want to build or what you think should be built. Jesus even said, what does it profit anyone if we gain the whole world? But we lose our soul. Jesus says in Matthew 16, I am building my church. Is that what he said? I'm building, come build with me. But notice his language. Jesus said, I will build my church. It's not your church. It's not your church. This is Jesus' church. You get to be a part of it. So where we sit, (laughs) all the songs we sing, or whatever else that we can have an issue with, the Lord would come to you and me today and say, it's not your church. It's not your church. It's my church. And when I build it, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. When Jesus builds your life, the gates of hell will not prevail. They will come against you, but they won't prevail. No weapon formed against you will what? prosper, will prevail, will overcome. But I tell you right now, we are better together because it's God's pattern. And the very last thing is this, build according to the pattern that God has already established. These are not days for churches to try to come up with a new pattern this time just to go back to the pattern sent in the book of Acts, can I hear an amen? Come on, you guys as a church should get this. You, you're part of the Acts movement. And by the way, that's not A-X or A-X-E. It's not about whipping out the axe or the sword. It's the A-C-T-S, the books of the Acts of the Apostles. New Testament Christianity is to be modern day Christianity. I'm convinced that as I travel, some people look at me as quite fanatical or radical. But I have come to the conclusion that I am still subnormal. I have not raised the dead recently. 
I have not seen blind eyes open. The Lord says those who believe you'll do these things and greater. So until we're doing that, we're still on our way towards what is considered normal. You might say, I can't do that. And I go, aha, wonderful. I'm glad we're at the right starting point. You can't do it and I can't do it. But the Spirit of God can do it. And the Spirit of God, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro throughout the whole world, looking for people who He can show Himself strong through them. Never forget our part is the obedience to what God has called us to do. His part is the results. Don't judge you. Don't step back from praying for the sick because they didn't get healed like you did something wrong. God's the one that heals, not you. So why are we stepping back and taking responsibility for what's not our part? Let's do this together. Let's do this together. Lord says, come, build with me. One of you stand at your feet in this place. Hallelujah. close just for a moment maybe you're in this room and you don't know God as your personal friend your your Lord, your Savior the one who will take you out of death into life, out of darkness, into light out of slavery, into freedom who is a joy filled God not an angry, malicious judgmental God The throne he sits on is not one of judgment, but one of grace, the Bible tells us. Our view of God needs to change because he's better than we think. He's more wonderful than we can imagine. And so the starting point of everything I'm saying today is a relationship that, remember I said it's the doorway. Salvation is the doorway. It's not the the destination. It's not the... That's not just we were saved and then that's it. But that's the start of a wonderful relationship where we get to walk with God and work with God, where God comes and changes people's lives. And so, Father, by the wonderful Holy Spirit, if there's anyone in this room that needs to respond, Lord, would you tug on their heart right now? And if that's you in this place and you want to say, I want to know God like you know God, and maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, who is the the Son of God who takes us to the Father in heaven, And you want to receive that. The Bible says you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. You confess with the mouth. The Bible says you are saved. You are born again. Your life changes. Your heavenly destination is assured. But it's not just for there. It's for here and now. God comes and fills you and empowers you and transforms you here and now. While every eye is closed, if there's anyone here that just wants to respond to that and say, Steve, would you pray for me? Would you lift up your hand really high in this room right now? Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone, if it's you, just lift it up high. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. It's possible that everyone here has a already in that place. And so I want to pray. 
I'm going to pray anyway. And I ask the church to pray in case someone, maybe their hearts are stirring, but they didn't put up their hand. So if that's you, you pray this along with everyone else right now. Church, would you pray this out loud? Father in heaven, thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son Jesus to live for me and to die for me. I confess that I have sinned. I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me. Make me white. Make me pure. Make me holy. I give my life to you. And I receive your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Father, right now I pray for this church. I pray for your people, your sons, your daughters. While every eye is closed, I just hear the Lord say, part of this come build with me is a change of position. Something physically changes. Jesus said, come. Jesus led the blind man out of the town. If what I've spoken today resonates in your heart, and you say, I want to build with God. I want to be a part of a body that is building with God, walking with God, and make it about God and His kingdom purposes. And I'm going to play my part in that body. I want you to lift up your hands really high to heaven right now across this auditorium. If you're already doing it, but you're committing, lift your hands up high. Lift your hands up high. Lift your hands up high. Holy One, Holy One, Holy One. Father, I thank you right now for the many the many, the majority of God is saying, I'm going to come and build with you. I'm going to come and be about my Father's business. Father, I pray that the Spirit of God will come upon dream builders in Smithton. Lord, I pray the Spirit of God will be the unifying glue. Oh God, that it will not be about issues. It will be about the Spirit of the Most High God. Father, let there become a deeper revelation that if I'm in the Spirit and they're in the Spirit, then we are brothers and we are sisters. And God, you've called us to be ones that are not content to just be saved and be safe and come to church on occasions. But Lord, Lord, we are going to be ones that are going to come together as the army of God, as the family of God, as co-heirs with Christ. And Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done in Smithton as it is done in heaven. God, we repent of a small town mindset that is so concerned about what others think. We break that off. We repent of it right now. And God, we say, would you transplant into our spirits a kingdom mindset that has in our hearts and minds the will of God, not the preservation of self. So we ask you to fill us right now afresh in the Holy Ghost. Across this room, we say, yes, Lord. If, if, you're, if that's your heart, if that's your heart, what we're saying is your heart out of your mouth, I want you to just start to say, yes, Lord. Come on, say it loud. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We say yes to your will, your ways, your lordship, your kingship. We say yes, Lord. And we say all of this in the name of Jesus and for the glory of God. Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.